Cain. Abel and Cain, each one of them, offer a sacrifice for God. But Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God, but Cain's sacrifice was not accepted. Then Cain rose against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your Abel brother? Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother keeper? Then God said to him, What have you done? Then God spoke to Cain and said, The voice of your brother's blood, the voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the earth. We have three points here. That Abel blood have a voice. And that voice is loud. The third point, God hears the voice. So the blood have a voice. That voice cry. The third point is God heard the cry of Abel blood. And we read here in Hebrew chapter 12 But ye are come unto mountain of Zion and unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood speaks better than evil. The blood of Christ speaks louder than the blood of evil. In Genesis, Abel's blood cried, asking for revenge. The blood of Abel crying, asking for revenge. But in Hebrew, the blood of Christ cries, speak, asking for saving forgiveness of sin. Today I will talk with you about six points. Our the blood of Christ cries asking for six things. The blood of Christ cries asking for to be your sacrifice. 
He wanted to sacrifice himself for you. Here in First Peter, you were not redeemed with a corruptible thing as silver and gold, but with a precious blood of Jesus. You were redeemed, you were saved by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, his blood. And John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which should take away the sin of the world. Christ didn't die. Christ was slain. Jesus precious blood is not against me. It is for me. God's precious blood is not against me. It's not asking for revenge from Jews, from Pharisees, from Romans. No. He speaks asking forgiveness. God forgives them for they don't know what they are doing. Without shedding the blood of Christ, there is no remission of sin. Let's talk about the second thing. So, Jesus' blood Christ for to be your sacrifice. Also, he speaks of substitutions. You know what substitution is? What's the persecution? Hmm? What substitution is? What's the meaning of substitution? Huh? Tawid. Tawid. A change. God died to free us. He becomes sin to free us. To be, uh, to be sinful for us, or sinless. So, what, what happened? Let us take an example. What happened in Egypt? What happened in Egypt that God wanted to send His angels, we call it destroying angels, to kill the firstborn son of all people. Of all Egyptians, even Hebrews. God will send the angel of destroying to kill the firstborn son. He meant, of course, the Egyptians. But how he saved, how the angel will save. The first son of Hebrews. This is what happened. God asked the Jews, the Hebrews, 
to offer sacrifice a lamb and they will took the blood of that lamb and they just paint العاتب العليا والقائمتين بتوع البيت and after that every dad will ask his firstborn son to go through that door then the son will ask dad dad am I going to be killed I said no because the lamb was killed instead of you he is killed and you become free this what happened with Jesus we should be crucified and killed on the cross but God once set us free so he killed or he was killed instead of us so blood of Jesus Christ for constitution he wanted to save our life he wanted to send us free the third thing he cries for is satisfaction satisfaction what does it mean by satisfaction why didn't God say to Adam and Eve your sins are forgiven why he didn't say that wasn't he able to say that why the wages of sin is death the wages of sin is death the soul that sin shall die why God didn't say to Adam and Eve your sins are forgiven it's so easy that's what the Muslim used to say it's so easy he is able he is God the Pantocrator he can say that but we say no it, it can't why because the word of God had to be honored he said if you sin you will be you will die that means he will die he can't just cancel his word he can't forget his word his word should be honored his holiness should be vindicated and his justice should be satisfied so his word should be honored his holiness 
should be vindicated, his just should be satisfied. But how God can do that? How he can justify his just? If Adam will die, that means Satan will say, look, God created Adam and he kept him. I remember a story happened with one of the kings in Japan. It's a real story. It was written in the newspaper. That was It's one of the writers in Ahram newspaper. He said, I went to Japan and went to the main court of Japan in Tokyo and I found a symbol of just there is a, a judge and have only one eye. In Egypt, we just put something on his eyes to cover his eyes. But in Japan, the the judge has one eye. He asked, what's that? And why that symbolizes the justice? They said one day there was a king and he found that adultery spread between the youth and almost most of the youth commit adultery. So he put a law. If any youth commit adultery, I will put beast of iron in his both eyes and he will lose his sight. This is Allah. And because of that, adultery stopped. Nobody was able to commit adultery because he will lose his sight. But one day, one of the ministers went to the king very sad and told him, your only son was caught committing adultery. What you will do? So the king get very mad. This is the only son. He will be the king. He said, I will put the iron inside his eye by myself. The word of the king should be honored. The word of the king should be honored. I can't break my word. This is the earthy king. I can't break my word. But, but I will let him lose only one eye.
I will give him one of my eyes. So my son will lose one eye and I will substitute him with another eye. And now the justice is satisfied. And the word of the king is kept, honored. And this is what our Lord Jesus Christ did. He said, I will be incarnate and I will take a body, human body, and I will die instead of Adam and Eve to forgive their sins and to send them free. Should Jesus bore his pain, Jesus bore his penalty, Jesus suffered the torment. Jesus suffered the torment. He, and after he did that, he cried out, It is finished. The price, the price of sin has been paid. The work was done and now Adam, you are free. Your sins is forgiven. You haven't to die. Because I died instead of you. So the blood of Jesus cries out the sins are forgiven. You are reconciled. You are being accepted. You shall never perish. Why? Because I died instead of you. God get dirty with the sun, with the sin. God wanted to cleanse him. How he cleans him? He cleans him with his blood. Look what's written here. In First John, the blood of Jesus Christ cleans us from all sin. And look what's written in Revelation. John, the apostle, saw a, a great multitude of people in Revelation, and he asked, Who are they? The angel answered, These people are whom washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They washed their dirty robes in the blood of the Lamb and the dirty robe become white. Why they dressed white robes? Because they washed their robes 
with the blood of Christ. So Christ cleans them. Now we are clean. The blood of Christ also speaks of peace. You want to give us peace. When we sin, we got worried. What should we do? What we should do? We become fear, become worried, we lose our peace. God wanted to give us peace. The blood of Christ will give you that peace. In Colossians chapter 1, having made peace through the blood of Christ. You will have the peace through the blood of Christ. The last point. Blood of Christ give us victory over sins. He give us victory. In Revelation chapter 5, and they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased us for God from every tribe, every language, every people, every nation. And in Revelation chapter 12, it's written, They overcome the devil by the blood of Christ. They overcome the devil by the blood of Christ. That's why we insisted to share, or to partake of the Holy Communion every week, every day, as much as you can, because you will take all these benefits from the blood of Christ. Your sins are forgiven, you will have peace, you will be cleansed, you will be set free from your sins. This is what our Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross. May God bless you all.